bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Come on. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey. Bring them out, bring them out. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey. Bring them out, bring them out. VIP coming live from the VIP. Heard the nightlife, lost life without me. It's Brittany, bitch. And I am back. We had college footballs back. So we'll get to that after we talk about the NFL. Then we got some other news for you guys. But for right now, there's old betting or saying in betting, uh, you're either hot or you're new. And kick off with who's hot. But I mean, I couldn't find who's hot, so I'm just gonna give you two who's do's. <laughs> who's do? Michigan's old line. They <laughs> they come out with run the damn ball shirts on, and they fucking what they get 29 yards on the ground, Luke. It wasn't good. <laughs> it's like I I don't know how you can have the balls to do that while you're playing Georgia. I mean, they have the by far the best front seven in college football, right? Uh, I think it's got to be. Um, yeah, I, I don't see any other team that really would have it. Yeah, I mean, and then for my other who's due, obviously we're gonna probably talk about this even more later. But Antonio Brown, I. Had him on the very top of my shit list my entire life since he fucking left Pittsburgh. And it's so great to see him just malfunction again. I swear, I don't want to, like, diagnose anything on him because that's not my place. But this guy is an absolute whack job. And him, himself, throw his career again is just awesome for me. So, yeah, who's doing Antonio Brown? Yeah, I mean – I'm curious to see kind of what this pans out to, like what really is going on in there. But, yeah, it's not a good look for him right now for sure. Um, My who's hot, I'm going to go uh, LSU players in the NFL right now. Uh, Obviously, Jamar Chase has had that hell of a game, uh, 11 for 266, three touchdowns. Jamar, um, Justin Jefferson's having a hell of a season. Odell um, has got like what – how many touchdowns does he have now? I think like, it's four since he got traded. Yeah, so I mean he's um helping out that team a ton. So just as he there he's playing well, uh like all around the league and like Joe Burrow, obviously, uh his last two games have been killing it. So these younger players and then obviously Odell, kinda of older guy, but have all been playing really well. And Tyron Matthews in the Pro Bowl. So yeah, LSU players are kind of balling out right now in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, that, like, entire championship team. I mean, even Devin White and uh, Patrick Queen, them kind of guys, mm-hmm. they're monsters, too. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton that I that I probably missed, too, so. Yeah. <laughs> and then my do, um, it's, it's college football because, like, we saw all these guys are opting out, and then the one guy that doesn't opt out and say he's going to be there for his team and everything ended up getting hurt. So it's kind of like – it seems like that's kind of the direction everyone's going to go towards now is opting out and not playing. But when you have a game like the Rose Bowl, like back in the day, I remember growing up, the Rose Bowl was such a big deal. And now it's the granddaddy of them all. Yeah. It's like, and now like players are opting out because it's like, it's not really a big deal anymore. It's like crazy to think that because you, that's that was like one of the biggest games. I was almost right up there with the national championship when I was, when we were growing up, it seemed like. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, college football right now, I mean, we haven't talked about it in, like, a month probably, and now that it's back, yeah. like, it didn't really, like, blow our socks off. Like, 
the games we were talking like that we're gonna talk about. I mean, there's a few games in there, but it was nothing worth like I don't know, send a day aside for. I guess. Yeah, it's almost like just kind of like forgot about because they wait so long, and then it comes back, and it's like all this other shit's happening right towards the end of the NFL season, college basketball starting up. So, kind of like gets overshadowed by them. It feels like I don't. I don't really know. Yeah, and we'll move into Week 17 NFL recap. Uh, hopefully, all your fancy di- teams did good. I had two uh, championship teams, and none of them ended up playing that well. I'm up by two points right now, but <laughs> Vino has fucking Freermuth and Chris Boswell left. So, I mean, you can pretty much shock that one up. But, uh, I mean, we'll get into Steelers versus Browns preview. We usually don't talk about uh, Monday Night Football, but this one hits home for me. So, it's Big Ben's last run. At Heinz Field, playing against the Browns. I mean, I'm going to take the Steelers by I'm probably ultimate spread minus 14. But this game, I can't imagine what kind of like what do they call it? like montages and shit of Ben they're going to have. But it's going to be an insanely emotional game at Heinz Field. It's going to be fucking rocking. I can't wait. Yeah, and I I like Steelers to win because like Browns, I think. I don't know if they're officially eliminated, but they're basically eliminated. Steelers can still make it, seems like. Um, it's kind of a stretch, I guess, but I don't really know what they play next week. So I like the Steelers, especially if it is Big Ben's actual last game. We don't know. I mean, we probably think it should be, but who knows how long he'll play for. I mean, he just keeps surprising, every year, surprising us every year. If this isn't Big Ben's game, if – it better be because Aaron Rodgers has COVID in like week 13 next year. And we absolutely need a quarterback and we're like, all right, Ben, come out of, come out of retirement. We need you for a game. Yeah. Uh, that's if Rodgers, if you get Rodgers. I said when, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll move to the next game. The bills, they run over Atlanta. I mean, the only thing I really want to talk about in this game is a fantasy story. <laughs> with you playing uh, Falcons defense versus Jets defense. Yeah, so if you guys haven't heard yet, uh, me, Jack texted me early in the week. We're playing for fifth and sixth, and he's like, we should pick up the worst two defenses and just start them for fantasy. I was like, yeah, sure. So he's like, Falcon, you know, Falcons or Jets? No idea who each team played. I was like, I'll take the Jets. They ended up playing the Bucs. These guys ended up playing Fal- – Falcons ended up playing the Bills. And uh, so I lost like seven, like point three I th- or negative three, I meant. So, big deal. But I the Bills after this game, um, it just they just they didn't play good. They turned the ball over a shit ton. Josh Allen was horrible. They actually ran the ball though, which is could be a plus. But they ran the ball so well, they're but their quarterback sucked. So it's like, what do you really take from it? Yeah, I mean, you'd think in the snow too. They're playing a team like Atlanta. They should beat these guys by like twenty one or something like that. I mean. It wasn't like the most impressive win. Yeah, Josh Allen played horrible. Like you're not gonna win the playoffs if your quarterback doesn't play good. But uh the next game we get into Patriots, they beat the Jags by forty. I mean just what the fuck. We've been we've been shit on the Jags really all year and this just really put the cherry on top. This is absolutely unbelievable. Uh I bet Urban Meyer's just laughing his ass off right now. Yeah, this is this is ridiculous. Like it was fifty to three. Realistically, they scored a touchdown at the end of the game. When who even gives a shit? The it's like how can you be this bad of a football team? It's ridiculous how these guys even won two games. It seems like maybe Urban Meyer. What obviously 
I know over my might not have been a good coach, but losing a coach with two games left in the season or three games left in the year, you're not going to do good because that's just – no one's going to care anymore. It's just season's over already. You're getting a new coach. Who gives a shit? And when you have <clears> – playing Belichick, he's just going to put it on you early and just step on your throats and not let you even get – take uh, any breath. Yeah, I mean, and going into this year, they could have easily had the Lions or, like, Texans as the laughing stock of the NFL. But, I mean, the Jags had way more talent than those two teams, and now they're just the laughing stock again. They're going to have the first pick of the draft. Like, it's just yeah, unbelievable how quickly shit went south for this Jags team. Yeah, I mean, they only really got, like, a couple guys that seems like they're even playing for anything. You got a rookie quarterback and who's probably playing for a little bit of – his future and then like James Robinson's probably I mean he's you're already seen him complain about his carries and touches so this well, just he's a, out oh yeah yeah that's right he he was out anyways but so and then all the wide receivers are just a bunch of guys that kind of are washed up or like looking for a second chance so not a real uh talented team right now or in like motivated team at all especially this late in the season when you lose your coach. It's like it's the season's over. It's like who cares? The next game we have, I mean, I think it's the game of the week, like hands down, Bengals versus Chiefs. This is the greatest wide receiver performance in, like, recent history that I can think of. And Joe Burrow, he might be my favorite quarterback in the NFL. The electricity that that guy brings to the football field is absolutely unbelievable. But that being said about the Chiefs, I mean – the fact that they were still in this game and, like, easily kind of won, it's amazing. It's just that Jamar Chase was literally uncoverable this entire game. Yeah, and, I mean, me and you both kind of said, oh, we like Herbert better than Burrow. So, all we get is just shit, like, oh, you whatever, like, all this shit talk. It's like, did we ever say Burrow sucked? Like, no, we like still like <laughs> Burrow. Like, I just didn't think – I was like I, – I said, I'm like, I don't think he's as good. He's ha- He has some flaws. And obviously those flaws were fixed this year. Is throwing the ball deep completely changed that once he got some maybe receivers that can go deep. So he proved me wrong in that point. But I've always liked Burrow. So I mean I don't want everyone thinking that I hated Burrow this whole time. I mean, he's an awesome quarterback and obviously he's really good. But this Bengals team, uh yeah, it's crazy. I this it's like weird to say, but I think this is like the year if they want to make a run, this is the year they have to do it. No, yeah, I mean, they're riding really team when they're hot. We saw it earlier this season. They're unbelievable. But, uh, yeah, Jack sent me, like, five minutes before we started the show, this, like, stat of uh, – and I literally started laughing because I went right to, like, ESPN stats, and Herbert's third in touchdowns, uh, yards per game, and QBR right now. Like, he's third in all three, and they're all above Joe Burrow. The only thing Burrow has on him is completion percentage, but he's only like a couple behind him. So, like, yeah, obviously Herbert's way better. It's just, like, the personality of Joe Burrow makes you want to like him more. Yeah, and I think, like, we were kind of having the conversation about who's better, like, this weekend, and everyone's saying, I'm taking Burrow. It's like, okay, you're going off two games. Obviously, Burrow's had a good season, but he's had a lot of bad games. So is Herbert. I mean, I'm not denying that. And Herbert's a pro bowler, and Burrow's not. So, I mean, it's like – it's it's a lot of recency bias right now, but uh, once I do still really like Burrow in this team. But going back to that thing about how this is their year, it's like if the Chiefs are the top of the league or the AFC right now, and you beat them, 
And how, how many – the Bengals have never been healthy. Mixon, this is his first year. He's actually healthy. Burrow is his second year. I mean, who knows how his career will continue. But Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd all playing unbelievable. Their defense playing so good, better than what it should be. So, like, this is the year, it seems like, if they want to make a run to the Super Bowl, this is, like, the year to do it. I know they're young, so it's like, no, they'll be fine. But we don't know that. You got to take the chance when you're, when you're playing the best in the league's down. Yeah, and uh, we'll move on from this game. The next game we have, the Rams, they win close versus the Ravens. I would have liked the Rams to win by way more than one point to this Ravens team. I mean, obviously, everybody keeps having the Rams in this, like, Super Bowl contending or whatever. I just don't see it right now. I think they have improved, like, with their team and everything. But I don't know. I just don't think this is, like, a legit – I I. What I really want to say is I think they're an easy team that could get bounced first round. Like, they're going to have to hit a wild card. I'm pretty sure that's where they're sitting at right now. Like, I, there's a very easy chance they get bounced right away. Yeah, because when you go into this game, when you're playing this Ravens team and a chance to clinch your division, you got to come out and just – you got to come out firing. And, like, it seems like you should smoke them, blow them out of the water, come out early. And they just didn't. The Ravens have nobody healthy. And you only beat them on a was was the last second field goal or something like that, or maybe the Ravens. I can't remember how the game ended, but you got to come out and beat these guys by more than what you did. Like that, you made it a game, and to a, for a chance to clinch your division, and you come out like this, it just doesn't seem like a lot to look forward to going into the playoffs, like you said. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I keep it moving from there. The Raiders, they beat the Colts. And if the Raiders somehow make the playoffs, that's just fucking insane. Like, we were just talking about the Jags, how much shit has happened to them. I mean, the Raiders really got hit by everything possible. And they're sitting at 9-7. Like, these guys are easily – I mean, they could probably win their division if they didn't have the Chiefs – well, I got the Chiefs Chargers that are absolutely two great teams. But still, I mean, sitting at 9-7 right now, that's an unbelievable record for how much they've had to go through – they just beat a really good Colts team. Like, I don't – they're – I mean, uh, the Raiders are, like, box of chocolates team pretty much. I mean, they could beat anybody they could lose anybody. It's just every week it's just something different. Yeah, and this is another statement game that you wanted the Colts to come out and kind of make a statement because they've been playing so well, and then they just don't really – they don't play well, and they lose to the Raiders who – I mean, you beat the you beat the Raiders, you clinch your division, the Raiders are – out so that does another team you really don't have to worry about so another like big game that the Colts just didn't look forward to and like these are these big games that when you like look into teams in the playoffs and they couldn't win these it's like playoffs is a lot more pressure than these if they can't come out with these games it's kind of worries you a little bit but yeah Raiders like you said are just a team who fucking knows what how they're gonna play every week yeah, and then the next game we have the Titans. They stop on the Dolphins' win streak by 31 points. I mean, what I took from this is if Mike Rabel is not like a top, is not at the top of the coach of the year race, is just is just pure delusion because the shit that this guy's had to deal with all year. I think they're sitting at a nine and seven record too, aren't they? Who? Uh, the Titans. I mean, I eleven and five right now. Holy shit, I didn't even think it was that good. But, I mean, yeah, that, just adds, that just adds to my argument, like, how good the Titans have been playing with everything that's been happening to them, too. 
I think Mike Rabel's got to be like at the very top of that coach of the year discussion. Yeah, use like yeah, like you said, the, to win that division um, without one of the best players in the in football is crazy, and to come out and destroy the Dolphins, who are like one of the hottest teams in football, like they did. But like this is funny thing I saw Big Cat uh, put on Instagram. I don't know if you saw this. The Dolphins this year eight and zero against teams with a quarterback who have an O in their last name, and O and eight against QBs who don't have an O in their last name. That's so fucked it up. Who even thought of that? <laughs> I don't know. It's so funny. And Big Cat's like for anyone criticizing Tua yesterday, just remember, uh, nothing is. It's like not a coincidence. It's out of his control. It was a higher power. Oh shit! What that, it's a... so fun. It's just the wildest stat. Whoever keeps track of that shit is hilarious. But yeah, Dolphins are done, and Titans win the division. No, and like I talked about this last episode, uh, you know, for the slander he gets week in and week out with Derek Henry healthy about how like he's so reliant on him. This is just like going to show being a hot Dolphins team by thirty-one. Like that's just. I, I mean, I love Tannehill. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't mind Tannehill either, but he's not a quarterback that's going to win you anything. So you can rely on the run game, and it'll get you pretty far, but not all the way to the Super Bowl. He's like kind of yeah. like that Kirk Cousins kind of guy where they'll play great for you, but I just could never see them ho- hoisting mm-hmm. Lombardi. Like, yeah, it's, it's like every year uh, these teams that have a good run game, obviously you need a good run game because that's – that's kind of the key. You can set up everything, but it only takes you so far. Like, at the end of the day, you need a quarterback that can take over a game, and it's just, the Titans just don't have that. Well, I mean, another thing I want to bring up about, like, Vrabel winning coach of the year, everybody going into the season's like, well, the Titans are going to have to put up, like, 30 points a game because their defense is so terrible. But, I mean, they're won 11 games with their defense playing, like, actually pretty very, damn good. Very well, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, the next game, the Bears won a big game that actually did not matter at all. <laughs> and uh, fucking Mike Glennon, you'll always be known as a guy who cannot cover his spread to save his life. Yeah, you look at the Mike Glennon's stat sheet, 4 of 11, 24 yards. Like, what the, <laughs> what the hell? That is terrible. Um, if you want to talk about net yards, how about the negative 10 passing yard for the Giants? Um, oh, I thought I thought we didn't like that yards. Lou. Yeah, no, we don't like net yards. It's not a stat, but yeah. So I mean, Dalton to win this thing, it's like the last three weeks we had a different quarterback, and Dalton. I mean, none of them are like bad. That's the thing with the Bears. Every every single one of those quarterbacks could win you a game. Like that's just how it is. So yeah, I mean, good win. Uh, didn't really expect anything less from the Bears. I mean, they're we don't have a draft pick, so it's like, why the hell? Why don't we come out and play with a chip on our shoulder and be like, fuck it, let's just win all these games. Yeah. Against bad teams, obviously, but it's like, who gives a shit? Like we got we got nothing to play to lose for, I guess you could say. Yeah, I mean, I guess I was just happy to see like you and Jack happy watching football. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> like next week we play the Vikings and the Vikings, it's it's it bear I think Bears win because what the hell are the Vikings playing for? They're actually playing to lose almost, it seems like. And the Bears, we got nothing to play for. Lose, win, whatever. We're just – we just might as well win. Yeah, I'm, like, almost happy that Steelers had their game on Monday to see, like, all your guys' teams out. 
before the Steelers get eliminated, but we're not going to be eliminated after today. So, so I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter. But <laughs> the next game I have, though, Eagles, they beat the football team. I mean, do you remember a damn thing from this game? Because I have no idea it was even a game until I was, like, looking at the scores. No, uh, it, it never really showed up at all. I just remember the end of the game when the thing collapsed on on Hertz. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess we'll talk about that. So, Hertz is leaving the field, and all these Eagles fans are, like, on a fence and, like, on the rail. And they all just collapse. And then Hertz, I guess he's just so happy after the win. He's like, I'll just get pictures with all these Eagle fans. They're absolutely nuts. Yeah, he just Eagles- has- yeah, I mean, he just—they all collapse on him, and he just like has—he just smiling like whatever. He's like having a good time because they just clinched—they just clinched the playoffs, and that's awesome to see for Hurts because how much criticism he got. And I love Jalen Hurts, such a good guy. So to to clinch the playoffs is awesome. No, yeah, and I didn't even know that the Eagles clinched playoffs, but that is awesome. Uh, obviously, Jalen Hurts was like one of those guys with the biggest like question mark on him. You know, he just lost. Wentz and everything, but I like, guess Hurts actually the guy. I mean, for him to make the playoffs with this team, I think that's fucking unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, no shit. The next game, Bucks nearly lose to the Jets along with Antonio Brown's Antonio Brown's mind. I mean, I'm just impressed Tom Brady pulled this out. I mean, I would rant a lot longer about Antonio Brown, but. <laughs> Like, I'm just impressed that Antonio Brown, like, stripped half-naked in front of the entire Jets crowd while the Jets are up, and then the Jets did the Jets thing, and Tom Brady came back and beat him. Like, it's, it's like, the best thing for the Bucks that could have happened in this game was Antonio Brown leaving, I guess. Yeah, but the this is, like, which sucks, because, like, the Bucks it seems like, is the only competition for the Packers right now, and now you lose Antonio Brown, and you don't have Godwin in the playoffs. All you got is Mike Evans. And obviously Gronk's Gronk, but they, I just don't see anyone beating the Packers right now, and I hate to say it. We don't need to talk about the Packers in this game, right? But um, the Jets, I you got to – why'd they go for, go for that on fourth down? I know they really have nothing to lose, but if you kick a field goal, you may have a chance at overtime. I guess I don't, I guess I don't really know what they're thinking. I, I understand the you have nothing to lose part, but because if you get it, you win. But if you kick the field goal, make them score a touchdown. I don't know. Bucks went for two anyways, though, so. I don't yeah, know I mean, Brandon Staley was probably giving them play calls up in the booth, so. Yeah. I mean, I understand the thing. You're like 4-11 four, four going in. It's like we have nothing to lose. We give this shit. We get this. We beat the Bucks two yards. But the play call, QB sneak, is not the answer on fourth and two. Well, I mean, them winning this game, that might have changed their uh, draft position, so maybe they just saw some purpose. Yeah, yeah, I guess maybe they're like, fuck it, uh, go for it, we get it, <laughs> we beat the box, we don't get it, when we lose, and we get a better pick. <laughs> I guess going for four at the end of the day, that was the best decision they could have made. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But uh, big versus Broncos, I mean, every time I looked up at the screen, Drew Locke was, like, getting pressured, or he was just on the ground in general. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Herbert and this Chargers offense, they lit it up again. I mean, these guys, most of the time, almost every game this week, they just don't put up under 30 points. And they played really fucking well, especially this Broncos defense. I mean, they could be really hot at times, and uh, they looked really good against them. So, uh, yeah, great game for the Chargers. 
Yeah, it seems like the only thing holding the Chargers back right now, like from a couple of these wins, is that is that defense uh, not stepping up. Because if you if you can put up 28, 30 points every every week or more, you should be able to get a win if your defense is just okay. Because to give up thirty, it's just that seems what it comes down to. Like last week, they played the Texans, lose 41-29. They only scored twenty nine against the Texans, but Tex giving up forty one to the Texans is worse. So. It's just if their defense shows up, these guys can beat anybody. If they don't, they obviously are going to give a lot of points. They're going to score a lot of points, but they're not going to win. Yeah, and we'll move on from that game. The 49ers, they defeat the Texans. So Trey Lance and Davis Mills, maybe two names we're going to hear quite often over the next 15 years. I mean, Trey got got him this time, but just wait for the Super Bowl. These two might go at it. <laughs> yeah. That, wouldn't that be something we get in a couple of years? We get a Davis Mills, Trey Lance, Super Bowl. I would shit my pants. <laughs> no, yeah, like, you got to like who we see saw from Trey Lance uh, this game. They're going to use him a lot running. And what's new, though, you get the running game from the Niners. Uh, unbelievable. Rush all over the field like they always do. So, yeah, I mean, Houston's just not a good team. But, yeah, like you said, Davis Mills has had a pretty good year to end the year. So, maybe it's a little – Hope for the Texans for the future. I don't know. No, like the narrative on a lot of sports shows is, is Davis Mills playing good enough to not pick a quarterback? Honestly, with where the Texans will be picking, I think taking a number one draft prospect quarterback is like probably not even worth it. Yeah, especially like this year, it kind of like seems like quarterbacks aren't um, as highly rated as like they have been in the past, but maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's good that they're kind of underrated coming in. Yeah, well, anyway, the next game we have, Arizona sneaks a win out versus the Cowboys. I mean, why is Dak Prescott your leading rusher and Dalton Schultz your leading receiver? I mean, I don't – the Cowboys and Arizona do both, like, like elite teams, in my opinion. I mean, they could just pour it on, like, any team. I like Arizona's defense, too, but, I mean, with the Cowboys, I can't really get my head around, like, how good their defense is either. I mean, I just saw a stat where Trayvon Diggs has given up over 1,000 yards in receiving yards, and that's higher than any other receiver and I mean, any other corner in football right now. I mean, 11 picks is 11 picks, but, I mean, I just like their defense all flash or what. I just can't wrap my head around either team really right now. Uh, I mean, their defense, I thought, like, played solid. I mean, 25. Yeah. When you have as good of an offense as the Cowboys have, you should – I mean, I would 25, you sh- if you have a elite defense, shouldn't really happen. But the Cowboys, how good their offense should be, you think they could win this game still. Like, they're right in it. They just don't run the ball. When you have a backfield like Zeke and Pollard, why the hell do you not run the ball? Like, that's what they were doing early in the year. They were feeding both of them, running the piss out of the ball, and then obviously using CeeDee Lamb, being CeeDee Lamb and Mari Cooper in the when they needed to. And – they just they just completely went away from that strategy that was working all year, and now they're just deciding to air it out, it seems like, and it's not the key to success. Well, I mean, like the Cardinals, they didn't even have D-Hop in this. And, like, I, I, just, yeah. I just don't know. But yeah. the next – You're good. We have uh, the Saints. They beat Carolina. I mean, cool. The Saints have a chance to get beat by 40 in the playoffs. So, I mean – not much say other than this. That, that not much to say about this game other than that. Carolina, they just 
don't have a quarterback. And I think what makes it worse is Carolina, every game they're like flipping between quarterbacks just makes it like even more obvious that they don't fucking have one. Yeah, they don't know what the hell they're doing. They don't have a future quarterback. They don't have a present quarterback. They don't even have a past quarterback, it seems like. Yeah. And, and Taysom Hill is not the answer for the Saints. Like He's not going to win any games. Like you said, they're playing to lose by 40 in the first round because Taysom Hill is not a good quarterback. So, yeah, this game didn't mean anything, didn't do anything either. It was a shitty, boring game. Yeah, so, I mean – well said. So that's why we're gonna move it on to the next one. But speaking of eating those shitty games, Seahawks. I mean, they shit stopped the Lions. I mean, if Jared Goff plays in this game, I think the Lions win. Yeah, well, a shootout between the Lions and the Seahawks. Who would have thought? <laughs> exactly. The way Russ plays at the end of the rest, way he's been playing, who would have thought he could do throw four touchdowns? But Amon Ra St. Brown, what a what a game from him. I just love that that name. The whole that whole St. Brown family has like wacky names. It's awesome. Well, Amon Ra St. Brown has been playing like an absolute stud this season. Like that yes, was a yeah, total it's... win in the draft this year. Yeah, and like that was the thing. They lost Galladay. And it's like, are they gonna be able to find any receivers at all this year? And he's stepped up. <laughs> and, I mean, they're still they still can. suck, but He's playing really well, so it's good good for the future, I guess. Yeah, and then our last game, the Vikings get embarrassed on national TV by the Packers. I mean, Dalvin Cook must have just stayed home with Kirk Cousins because I don't know where the fuck he was at. And then, like, every week we talk about how good Rodgers and Tay are, but it, like, almost doesn't sink in how actually fucking good they are. First draft, I mean, first drive of the game, Rodgers and Devontae, they're just like, all right, let's show these guys how badly we're going to beat them. And they just kept looking up the entire drive, like – they only get a field goal out of the first try, but still, I mean, you they just set the tone right then and there, like, hey, you guys aren't going to stop us, and we're going to beat you by, what was it, 24? Uh, yeah, they won 37 to 10. Oh, shit. All right, so 26. Or 27. Seven. I thought you said 36, my bad. No. Um, yeah, I remember uh, Beast, uh, Beast kept saying all day how they're just going to run the piss up while Delvin Cook's going to have a hell of a game. He had nine for 13. He was terrible because <laughs> it's pretty obvious when you start uh, when you have one day of preparation with your other quarterback and the Packers are like, what the hell do we think you're going to do? You're going to run the ball every single time. And they they didn't even try. The Vikings probably thought that they we're not even going to try to run because they probably know what we're doing. I don't know what the hell was going through their head. Sean Mannion passing 36 times is crazy considering the game was not like a blowout right away. Two field goals was the start of the game. So they had chances. They could have ran the ball, kept it a low score, kept it ugly, but they just, and keep it out of Rogers hands. But why would you want to go keep it out of Rogers hands? Let's just go three and out every single drive and give it back to him and Tay. Yeah. I mean, my face football championship, I was going up against again. Rogers and Tay. After halftime, I'm just like, well, fuck this. I'm not watching the rest of the game. <laughs> so I just, like, go home and pretty much just, like, showered, like, went to bed. And uh, I wake up, and I have, like, alert, alerts on my phone, like, oh, Devontae Adams destroyed football or whatever. And then I saw Dalvin Cook had it done on Monday night. I'm like, well, that's fucking awesome. And I did not realize that. What's the guy's name? Fucking Shane Mannion or something? Sean like Mannion. Sean Mannion. Like, I did not realize. He threw 36 fucking times. Yeah, and 
and especially in negative degree weather. I was just gonna say that. Like I was, that was the next thing I was gonna say. Like, what the hell? What the <laughs> hell were they thinking? They oh, weren't. <laughs> Talk about a bad pan line. I thought I'd bring that up. That guy's face is like a fucking like dark like brown like golden brown whatever you want to call it like just got out of florida but his neck looks like fucking my ass no yeah that was hilarious when they showed that on the screen (laughs) but uh yeah i mean that wraps up nfl week 17 but uh we'll move into college football i got a couple bowl games to talk about so iowa and iowa state let's just say it was a bad day to go to florida if you're from iowa yeah tough two tough games um Iowa, that it just kind of capped it off the season. How frustrating it was to watch Iowa, though. If like if you've kept up with them at all, it was just that frustrating of a year. I mean, it was like our whole season put into one game. It was yeah. like we were down, we get back up, and we're winning, and then we blow it, and then it's just like, well, this is fucking be an Iowa fan for you. Yeah, I mean, that pick at the end, too, everyone's, like, saying how shitty, like, Pete just was for it. It's like he had the guy wide open, and then as he's throwing, he gets spun around. So, it's, like, it's tough to make that throw, right? When you when you don't expect any pressure to come, they're like, oh, I got a guy wide open for a dump down, and all of a sudden you, as you're throwing, you get hit and spun. That's why he threw it. The guy made a nice play for Kentucky, but it was a, not a good game at all. And, yeah, whatever. That's the, how the season ends. Well, I'd love to shit on Petrus, but he said that his mom sees everything that he that people say about him. So, like, I don't want to like make her upset. So, I'll yeah, just no, I, talk I've about always it. like even to start the year, uh, Beast and like Deuce just ripping on how bad Petrus is. I'm like, why? Why are we doing this? Well, this year hasn't even started. Why the hell are we doing this when, uh, we're we're fans of this team and he's our quarterback. Like, why the hell are we just going to shit on him the whole time? You know, like you're going to back your guys, like you're going to defend them as much as you can. And obviously he didn't have a great year, but what we, we finished 10 and four. It's not like we sucked. Like we're a laughing stock all year. No, I mean, like, yeah, like I thought we weren't going to be worth a damn at all. And I mean, to think about it, we were ranked second in the country at a time. So they like, kind of started to look back on be like, Oh, well shit. I mean, at least that's like a little win like during the season like i'll take like we beat iowa state that's fucking awesome yeah like, so it's like when we beat nebraska yeah say what you want about peaches we won just about all our um big trophy game rivalry games i mean he it's not like he was awful where he couldn't even win us a game like i yeah you can't take that for granted i mean especially as uh, us uh, iowa fans we're not going to get this kind of season all the time and I mean, Iowa State can attest to this too. If they 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 hear us shitting on Peaches, they can shit on them all they want. But they hear us doing it, it's like you guys are ten and four. Like we can't take that for granted, though. Like there's a lot of other teams that have a lot worse quarterbacks and a lot worse situations than we're in. Oh, for sure. Like you got to just look back. It's like Pete, yeah, Peaches isn't a great quarterback, but he he was on the he was the quarterback for the team that finished ten and four. So the next game we have Oklahoma. They went a crazy fucking comeback over Notre Dame. I'm just so happy for Mike Gunn. Uh, that guy's absolutely electric. And uh, my dad's like a little bit of a Notre Dame fan. So, I mean, it kind of sucks for him, but I don't really care. I kind of like Mike Gundy more than Notre Dame in general. And uh, that game was absolutely bananas. I mean, too bad really didn't get to watch it live, but that was fucking awesome. Yeah, holy shit, what a game is, right? 
uh, for Oklahoma State to p- battle back and win this game. I mean, fucking hate Notre Dame. So, and I, I like I like Gundy too, and Oklahoma State in general. Like they're never like a team. They're always like they always just have those years where like no one expects anything of them, and then they just come out like this and win a Fiesta Bowl. It's like they've done this for as long as I can remember. So yeah, it's good for them to come back and win this game. The next game we have Alabama showed Cincinnati. I mean, what good football is. Wait, we were all watching it. I don't even think we watched the whole game. We watched. I just remember the first drive. Alabama runs the ball the entire drive. I think. I think they might have passed once or twice, and they just ran all over. Cincinnati, and that's all they literally had to do. Like Alabama having a Heisman winner under center just completely comes out right out the gates. Let's just run the ball every single play and score a touchdown quick. And, like, that was just the tone of the rest of the game. Yeah, they, they set the tone, like you said earlier. We're like, we're just – where's the bigger, better football team? We're just going to do this all game. We're going to push you around. But credit to Cincinnati, their defense um, – when your offense only puts up six points and to give up only 27 against Alabama is crazy good. I think since, like, you look at the past, like, first round college playoff games, they've been terrible. Like there's been games that are way bigger blots than this. I mean, Cincinnati came to play on defense. Their offense going to do so much. They were just outmatched. It seemed like, and I mean, sauce Gardner had a hell of a game again. He locked up Williams for Alabama. So it sucks. They lose him as a corner, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't hold your, uh, put your heads down if you're Cincinnati. Cause this, they had a hell of a year and they, they came to play. It's not like it seemed like it was just a blowout. It's like Cincinnati was always just one score away from getting right back into it. Right. I mean, obviously, like, the god of college football. You're totally right. I guess I didn't even really think about that. Thinking about just first-round team or first-round, like, playoff teams that, like, normally play against Bama or a team like that, it's way fucking worse. So, yeah. Like, yeah, this, I mean, this, like, if it doesn't – like, la- like we just said, those first round games have been terrible for the most part. There's been a couple of good ones. And this year, again, not great games. That one was the best one of the two. And it was still not really close. But it, so it's like you want to expand the playoffs. We're going to get a lot bigger bloods than we get right now. So I don't know if that's even that's the answer. Well, we'll move on from that from that game going to Michigan. Michigan versus uh, Georgia. I mean, like I said before, Michigan couldn't run the damn ball past Georgia. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're going to see Georgia-Alabama again. Georgia's favored. That should be a really good game. Uh, but, like, going back to Michigan, they that Michigan versus Iowa game, like, it the newspaper looked like an absolute blowout. Thought it was, like, way of a, like, more actual game than what, obviously, the scoreboard said. But, I mean, they just – I mean, they just proved why they're, all that hype was around them, and their fucking defense is just unbelievable. I think this national championship, it's not, it probably won't be as good as other ones, but like, I, if they can close to last time Alabama and Georgia played in the national championship game, we're in for quite the show. As much as I wanted Michigan, Cincinnati, uh, just because like a change from Georgia, Bama, it's the way they both kind of played. It see it just shows you that Georgia, Bama, we're the two best teams in the country all year, and there's no way around it. But for Georgia to lose that bad like they did, and to be favored and everything against Bama, and come out and just absolutely hand it to Michigan, shows how ready they are. It feels like to play Bama again. Like 
because you they obviously knew Bama won, and to come out and just pound Michigan like this again, it has a really gives me a really good feeling about Georgia. Well, and I want to see Kirby Smart put that trophy there so damn bad. I mean, if you yes. guys watch this orange ball, Kirby Smart about threw the entire bowl of oranges into the crowd, just rapid fire. He just like the entire time. I forget who was like talking about the championship gate, like on stage, like uh, they're like great shit about Georgia and then he does have Kirby Smart in the corner not paying attention just watching watching oranges into the crowd is fucking awesome yeah rapid fire like he said <laughs> but uh yeah I mean that wraps up college football unless you wanted any other games to talk about for college um nothing nothing else really that so I mean the Rose Bowl was crazy uh who played it fuck no, yeah Ohio, Ohio State Utah Oh, yeah, shit. I had that down. I don't know why yeah. I didn't even bring like it up. Like, it was fucking yeah, crazy. That was absolutely unbelievable. I mean, Ohio, we bet on Utah just because Utes, like, one, the entire state of Utah was at this game. So, we took you. And then uh, Ohio State had their two best wide – or was it two best wide receivers out? Yeah. But they bring in – I can't even pronounce the guy's name, but he's the guy with three names that had, like, what, 3,000 yards. But then they had yeah, Marvin Harrison – they had Marvin Harrison's son on their bench too, and he fucking lit it up. And Ohio State just came back and won this bitch, and that, that was just unbelievable. Like Ohio State, <laughs> I would have loved to see them in a bowl game, just see what they could do if they if like their good players came back. But yeah, they played one hell of a game. Yeah, to be literally be down all game too, and they yeah. just battled back and just lit it up. CJ Stroud five seventy two six touchdowns. In one interception, that's crazy. And like this Ohio State's and then like you said, that Smith's um fifteen for three forty six and three touchdowns. Marvin Marvin Harrison had three touchdowns. These guys are gonna be so good. Um I think Ohio State might be the best team in the country next year. It's obviously who knows what Bama's gonna do, who knows what Georgia, all these other teams, but they're gonna Stroud. reload is what they're gonna do. Yeah, but I mean <laughs> you, you get Stroud back, you get Trayvon Henderson, the running back back, you get Smith and Marvin Harrison as your wide receivers. And their whole defense is back, I think I saw just today. But obviously, Bama gets Bryce Young back, so they're going to be right back on top, too. So it's going to be – I think it's going to be Ohio State-Bama. Early prediction, you heard it right here first, Bama-Ohio State championship next year. No, that's crazy, though. Thinking about how good of a game Jamar Chase had this week, you'd be like, well, there was a football player who had an even better game. There's that Smith and Jeeva or whatever. I mean – 16, I mean, 15 receptions, 346, three touchdowns. And his longest touchdown was only 52 yards. <laughs> it was just pure domination. Like, how, how do you, how as an opposing team, how do you just let that happen? Like, someone guard him, double him, something. And they, had, they had pretty much 12 men on the field the whole time with how many damn Utes were there. Yeah, no shit. And, like, Utah, they had some crazy breakaway runs and stuff we saw. It's like, how the hell did they get out of this? They kick returns. This game was just wild. Like, Yeah, were there three touchdowns in one minute? Yeah, it was – yeah, I think Stroud had, like, three of his six touchdowns or two of his six touchdowns happened in, like, three plays. <laughs> like, oh, back, my back, God. Back, it was just wild. Like, Rose Bowl is, like, never disappointed, it seems like. Exactly. I mean, it's the fucking granddaddy of them all, I guess. Yeah, no shit. But uh, we'll move into just other sports news. Um, 
and DeMar DeRozan, they're our NBA players of the week. DeMar DeRozan, he had two buzzer beaters. He's obviously just playing out of his ass. And John Morant averaging 35 a night. Like, he's so fucking fun to watch, even though I don't even watch NBA basketball that much. Yeah, if John doesn't get the the All-Star game this year, something's wrong. It's just because he deserves it. And obviously, DeMar DeRozan does too. He'll he'll make it, though. He's a well-known name, big name guy. So, yeah, those two buzzer beaters, like back-to-back nights, back-to-back games, I think they were, weren't they? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, so that that's just crazy, t- too, in its own right. Uh, yeah, then moving on, Josh Giddy for the fucking Thunder. Youngest player ever to uh, record a triple-double. He's 19 years old, recording triple-double. I don't know what country he's from, but everybody loves this guy. I swear He's, like, maybe not a meme, but everybody fucking loves him. He's, he's like, he had a stat line earlier this year where he had, like, 15, 15, and zero points. Yeah. It was absolutely unbelievable. This guy's good shit to watch. I love him. Yeah, he's, like, a good pair with Shy because, like, he Shy can just do all, just go off, do his thing, score the ball, and then he's just going to do everything else. He can rebound, he can pass. He doesn't need to score. And you've seen that when he scored zero, he saw a double-double. Like, a point guard to do that is crazy. So, yeah, I love Josh Giddy. He's good, and he obviously doesn't need to have score the ball. Yeah, and then uh, just last thing I have, Clay Thompson, he's supposed to return this week. So, I mean, if you think the Warriors are fucking hot right now, if they can get Clay like, into this rotation and, like, getting good minutes, like, obviously, they have in the past, this Warriors team, they're – they can make a huge push here. I mean, if they win the championship this year, holy shit, I don't even know what that means as far as, like, what Stephen Curry's, like, greatness level goes to. But Yeah, I don't know. It, once he, yeah, you think they're good now, he's going to come back and he's going to be better. But Steve Kerr did say he's starting. So, he's like, I'm not bringing Clay Thompson off the bench. Oh, yeah, that's awesome, too, like. They obviously have a fucking relationship that's, like, unbreakable. That just entire core they have. Um, but, yeah, I yeah. can't wait. Fucking yeah. Clay, like, just looking back on Clay's career, like, what do you have, 60 points in three quarters or something like that. Then he had 47 in one quarter, that one game. Uh, fucking unreal to watch. Yeah, they that just that big three and then add Steve Kerr as the, four, the fourth guy as your coach just goes together so well yeah then they obviously have like all the role players to do it too so yeah. I think this no we're getting way ahead of ourselves but that NBA finals I mean it should be interesting just as long as everybody's healthy like last year yep. we really got bit in the ass by injuries and everything like that so yeah no you know for sure yeah it'll, it'll be fun uh NBA playoffs I mean we should on the NBA kind of a little just like how we don't really like it too much but playoffs is always a good time like I, I love watching NBA playoffs so Excited for that to start whenever that this summer. Yeah, I mean, and that wraps up everything that I have. Basketball uh, again. Shit in there. Go listen to them episodes. Go on Instagram. Vote on our uh, draft that we had last week. Um, and anything else, Luke? Uh, just <laughs> fuck. Some... What? <laughs> One sec. I got a fucking cough my mind now. All right. <laughs> All right. I'll cut that out. Oh, uh, I. Uh... The only thing was, like, just came out like a couple hours ago. Caleb Williams is entering the transfer portal. Oh, uh, Oklahoma's quarterback. Yeah, like every, the amount of shit I saw on Twitter and TikTok and Instagram, like Oklahoma fans 
hyping him up like this is the future of Oklahoma football, and now he's leaving. Like no, but his last game, I think, at Oklahoma, they uh, booed him and wanted Rattler back in. Th- that's the thing with Oklahoma fans, though. They're so fucking greedy, too. I don't know what. I mean, imagine if we had that problem, like. Just how we treat Petras. I imagine what we would do to fucking Caleb Williams. That that's the thing. Like we, so like Petras obviously went bad. We never booed him off the damn field. Like it, we you keep it in a little bit. Talk online, but online people are dumber and dumber than hell, anyways. So yeah, to boot to be to have a guy like that and be that good of a team, be undefeated at the time, and and boo your quarterback is just ridiculous. I think. When you're that pissy, yeah. just like Oklahoma is, it's so dumb. <laughs> yeah, so Caleb Williams, if you're listening, come to Iowa. We won't boo you off the field. We might we talk would, shit online, but <laughs> we would love to have you. <laughs> That'd be great time. But yeah, like I said, thanks for listening. Um, tune into the episodes coming up in the future. So uh, thanks. This kid is a gamer. He's a fool. Let him go, it's time. 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 Let him go, it's time.